This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we talk about off-topic media that you can watch. Well, new Star Trek is on hiatus. Thanks for joining us. So right now I am somewhere in Asia, right? Somewhere over, <laughs> over half time, the world by, away. By the time that we release this, yes, you're yes, you're not. You're no longer in the continental United States. I am not. Yes. So we are recording this well in advance, since all of you listeners who are listening, all three of you, you get to mm-hmm. listen to our voices from the past yeah sort of like it's a, like time it's, travel like time travel it's like a historical document right this is a historical yeah. document of yes, all yes. of the off topic as of july 4th 2022 so yeah i don't know what's coming out in the next few weeks in general outside of that like non-starter related rather yeah, I don't know anything. Uh, I think the last big one, which you're going to talk a little bit about, was uh, that they did a lot of marketing push for was uh, Umbrella Academy. Yes, yes. So that that's really the last thing to drop that recently that I. Well, Umbrella Academy and radar. Stranger Things, which you don't watch, right? Uh, yeah, I'm way, 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 way behind. So, yes. Although, uh, you know, the other day, yesterday or the day before, I walked mm-hmm. by one of the kids who's on on that. I walked by him twice. He was walking up and down Ninth Avenue. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So he's sort of the curly haired one. Um, I don't oh, know his name. Dust- Dustin? Yeah, probably Dustin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds okay. about right. And now that I think about it, yeah. So, in fact, like, you know, a couple of people in front, I would see him and then a couple of people in front of me would see him and be like, they'd stop and be like, you know, look, look back as he's walking away. I'm like, yeah, this kid is really popular. Everyone knows who he is, but no one bothered him while I was walking by him anyway. So I didn't even know his first name, so I couldn't have even. I don't know his name in real life, unfortunately. So. And Tarlow. So, yeah. um, Yeah, I'm way behind on Stranger Things. So that's really in the news right now um oh we do have andor coming up star wars andor coming up later that's in august I late think. august yeah yeah well uh, when do you think yeah. when do you think we actually will get more new star trek august right lower decks yeah i yeah i'm really i'm really surprised so the big you know not this isn't really big news although they've been pushing this and i thought this was already out there was prodigy is on nickelodeon now for right. like lot like tape cable TV Nickelodeons. So um they've been pushing that. So I would yeah, I was kind of either expecting like a five episode arc of Prodigy. Uh or yeah, yeah, that's actually what I was really expecting after Strange New Worlds ends next week. And or this week actually. This week being the week that we're recording it, not the right, week it's very that you're listening to yes, this. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, so it looks like but it looks like we're gonna have a hiatus. Um, Probably even a month. Uh, since this is way beyond our well Wheaton episode now, even he sort of intimated at a potential gap in Star Trek, like a little bit of a break. Well, he said that there would be a bit of a break in the ready room. Yes. So, I mean, in the ready room is essentially essentially the companion to whatever new Star Trek is on. Right, right. um, So that that in essence really says, you know, there's a hiatus from new Star Trek for a little bit. So, yeah. So at this point, yeah, I think we're going to go into our normal August release of uh, Lower Decks. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Makes sense. And then, I, you know, it sort of makes sense that after that, we're going to get our final 10 episodes of season one of Prodigy. uh, Prodigy. 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 Yeah. Um, Can't talk tonight. It's been a long day. Assuming they don't break it up again for some weird reason. Yeah, but I yeah, I can't think of a reason why though, unless they're, you know, I still wish they would put Picard in, you know, in 20 weeks or whatever, you know, and sort of in replacement of Discovery, which is just starting to film and Strange New Worlds season two is just wrapping up. So yeah. Um, and they must be, you know, they must be starting pre-production on something. You know, there they must be something on announced. Yeah, they have to. Because I, I assume that in three months or so, whenever uh, Discovery wraps up production, main production, that they will say, hey, we're starting production on X, Starfleet Academy, or Section 31, whatever it may be. Right. What do yeah. you think are we going to, what do you think we're going to get next? In terms of a new series? Yes. Uh, I mean, I would like to say Section 31 because it's been just in the pipeline forever, but I don't know. It's it's all coming down to Michelle Yeoh's very busy schedule. Schedule, yeah. I, agree. I feel like they should just do what, honestly, Disney has been doing with Lucasfilm, which is it doesn't need to be a 10 episode commitment. It could be six episodes. It could be yeah. whatever fits their schedule or whatever fits the story. Sometimes I feel I, that I think fitting the story is better, you know, as I, as I will sit talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi in, in a little bit. Right. I think it's whatever fits the story is important. Well, Ian McGregor is also busy and I'm sure a lot of pieces have to fit together sometimes with these bigger actors. So I get it. And Honestly, Michelle Yeoh has been very busy lately, so I can understand why it's harder to fit her schedule. But yeah. look, like you don't need to write a 10 episode, 12 episode series, I mean season, if it doesn't need to be. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can you can build one story. And this is, you know, our executive producer, Bill Smith, wrote an article about what's wrong with discovery and how to fix it and he talked right. about smaller arcs yeah um uh, which i totally agree with smaller arcs and and also a thousand percent. A thousand uh, and he also mentioned uh having us get to know the bridge crew after four seasons uh-huh. Uh-huh. um yes uh, absolutely we're not here to talk about Discovery. We're not even here to really talk about Star Trek this week. We're here to 
give our listeners some other things to watch while new Star Trek is on a hiatus. Yeah. And there are plenty of shows. There's a lot of shows and yes, a lot of that has been seeping into our day-to-day week-to-week conversation anyway. So yes. we thought we yeah. might as well just get it out of our systems and talk about what else we've been watching. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to let you kick it off. What do you want to, what do you want to start with this time around? What's your, what's your first off topic uh, series that you recommend our listeners watch? Sure. So we talk about it a lot, but I feel more people need to watch it because not enough people watch it and talk about it is definitely for all mankind. We just really need people to watch the show because it is just so good. And Ron Moore is doing a very good job. I was saying to you after we watched the most recent episode, I was like, honestly, Star Trek should just get Ron Moore back and whatever their next big serialized series is going to be, have him run it because he just knows how to really run serialized storytelling well. Because I personally don't feel that they've done a really... I think their their attempts at running serialized stories have been very hit or miss. I know we have very different feelings on this. I, I think that all their serialized storytelling has been very hit or miss. And Ron Moore just has a track record of running serialized dramas. It's like sci-fi dramas. Over yes. even over 20 episode seasons or 10 episode seasons, whatever. Battlestar Galactica it, comes to mind. Right yeah, there. Battlestar Galactica for Roman Can right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Outlander, which I haven't really watched, but people love it. Like, okay. you know, like there's a lot under his belt. He just knows how to do yeah. this, and he's just a really talented guy. And so what do yeah. we love for all mankind? What about for all mankind? Why do we love for all mankind? Well, I can go and then you can go because I know you like for all mankind as I well. I do, yes. Yeah. I just think that it is just such a good show. I mean, all around, I think that the acting is great. The act, the, the, um, sorry, the characters are just so complex and they're all very imperfect people. And there's no one hero, you know, like there's, Joe Kinnaman's character, Ed, he's he's the lead, but he's just a he's just an imperfect person. And I think they really just do a great job of flushing these people out and just making them feel very lived in and very real. And mm-hmm. I think that we talked about this a couple episodes ago because we can help ourselves, but honestly, they are really good at portraying the dangers of space exploration how much effort it takes, how much goes into it and how dangerous it is to be on that frontier. I think that they just, even the most recent episode, which was just episode four, it was just, you know, middle of the season episode, whatever. I literally gasped at the end. Like it was just so good. It was so thrilling. And not every episode is like thrilling like that, but there's always some drama, like either it's interpersonal drama or... Um, there was that episode, um, by the way, there are spoilers throughout. So for those listeners that have not heard about. Uh, yeah, we'll try to watches, keep it to yeah. a minimum because this yeah. is an ongoing show right now. And right. Um, it's ongoing. You know, people people don't necessarily watch 
this show on demand kind of like we watch star trek so right. i mean i, we watch, I watch it show. every week i like need to watch yes, it yeah but Absolutely. you know for yeah. me speaking you know speaking for me i when i had covid last month i caught up and watched the entire season two and time to watch the season premiere of season three mm-hmm. so i caught up and uh season two was phenomenal yeah uh, i and i, I don't tell you to watch it i was like watch it watch it i know i know but you know i i had the time i had the downtime while i was sick to watch it um so there's that but also it's just it is it's a bingeable show that is really thrilling and interesting and uh it puts a great twist on alternate timeline you know on on earth it's you know it's uh and how they do it is so smooth uh they don't overdo it they fit it in you know like the televised debates for president Mm -hmm. uh come to mind uh so it's just you know because right now we are at 1996 94 Oh, did they move it up? Oh, 96 was the yeah, original. 96 right, was right. the original yes. launch date. So, now it's 94. Yeah, 94. So we're in 1994, which uh, for those of us who are old enough to remember 1994, <laughs> yes. it's very different. And, uh, different. you know, like, especially I think those of us who love space and sci-fi and um you know, I I get thrills just watching this unfold because, wow, th- what if this had really happened? You know, like this, yes. you know, we would be living in a different society, a different world. I mean, I can't wait till, I mean, they were using Newtons for video calls, which um, was made by Apple way be- yeah. before. Yes, um, I heard about this. Yeah. way before uh, i didn't recognize and... the device and i was like oh i did i, I did like, oh, i saw okay. it i was just impressed i was impressed with the screen inside of it um but the form factor was very familiar to me because i i had picked up one or two on the ebay market at one point and played around <laughs> so with random it. years and years or years ago um so yeah it's just you know that kind of cool stuff so i can't wait to see how they you know how they fit in like steve jobs into this and like Mm. apple and like the iphone because that's coming up you know that's that's not too far away and uh especially since they jump especially since they jump so far ahead each season so yeah it's like a decade jump yeah, so we started out what the fifties or sixties, season one, sixties and season one. Uh, we jumped to the late seventies, early eighties in season two, mm-hmm. and here we are in the early nineties now. So yeah. I do um, wonder what they're going to do with the characters since they're. I don't really need all of these geriatrics. No, um, oh yeah, no, that's, definitely that's a not. Thing, no. Because every season it jumps like a decade. Like around a decade. Yeah. So, you know, this is why I think they brought on, um, I can't think of his name, but the young guy who is Ed's first officer, sort of, or Danny. Um, Danny. Yes. Danny, the son of the two, um, Gordo and Tracy Tracy and Gordo, who gave up their lives at the end of season two to save Jamestown. So, uh, in a very dramatic, very dramatic. attic uh fashion yeah. so uh and it's actually just to talk about that minor 
that that's the major plot point but just to talk about a minor scene meeting having their other son who's earthbound mm-hmm. uh, and kind of a loser i guess would be the easy you know he's lost he's kind of lost he's, a, he's yeah, like lost. drifting he meets the marine that tracy taught how to do the lsam on the moon when they went and took over the mining area mm-hmm. and um he relays to their son who i can't think of his name right now jimmy um jimmy they relate to jimmy or he uh, you you know these names much better than i do um he relates to jimmy that what happened what the official story was whatever the official story was was not the full story right which is not not terribly surprising but um yeah I, i was like oh wow so i wonder you know i wonder what um what the official story was that the world was kind of told about Tracy. Well, he also Gordo's... seemed like a conspiracy theorist of sorts. So, oh yeah, the Marine, yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of yeah. you know a PTSD edginess, like yeah. um, sort of like a um, a military guy who's kind of yeah who has some issues and doesn't you know yeah believes right. in that sort of stuff. So right. yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I. I really can't recommend the show enough. It just does such a great job, like you're saying, with the setting the stage for this alter alternate timeline, which is just really interesting because it's our timeline, but just slightly different. And mm-hmm. they do such a interesting job kind of building out that mythology and fleshing out the world that way and how that all trickles down to the culture that they're living in. Like we're saying about the Apple devices or... Like for example, that the iPod is out early. Like they're they're using like uh, an iPod in yes. '94. Yeah, like small yeah, things like yeah. that, like small decisions like that, in terms of how the world has been impacted because the space race never ended, right. and the the scientific advancements that came as a result of that, and how that also ultimately impacted society. It's just really interesting, and it's just very different and unique, and it's just so well done, and it's always thrilling. Like whether it's the space moments or sometimes it's character moments, they just do such an awesome job from a storytelling perspective. I, it's one of those shows that I really can't wait for each episode to come out uh, on a weekly basis. It's one of the first things I watch Fridays or Saturdays or whatever. And yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough and more people need to watch it. Thankfully, uh, Apple TV gives me an update a notification when a new episode is out because I can't keep track of when shows are coming out now mm-hmm. some are on wednesday some are on thursday some are yeah. on friday yeah 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 uh, so uh yes um but cool that's yeah. great all right mike your turn what is your pick your topic. Um, what are so your topics my my first pick because i have a lot to say about this that uh is going to be the orville new new horizon oh, okay so they're okay. season three um, have you been watching this? No. Are you, you up can, to no? Okay. No, you can spoil it. I only watched a few episodes of season one. I'm not good. Uh, so I really enjoy it. You know, it's it's sort of like if it's you know it's Seth MacFarlane's homage to the Next Generation, essentially. Right. Right. Um, and so a lot of people compare it to the Next Generation. Some say he steals ideas from the Next Generation. Whatever. I don't even really think about that, 
However, the reason why I'm stoked to talk about it right now uh, is because in season three, the latest episode, this one just dropped this past week on uh, on Wednesday. So uh-huh. at the end of June. Um, on right? Hulu. Yeah. On Hulu uh, was an episode that just blew me away. It was written by Seth MacFarlane and it's called A Tale of Two Appas. I think okay. is um, so. Appa is uh, Crichton, Crichton's, and um, I can't remember his husband's name, but they um, they have a son uh-huh. uh, who, in season one, which you may have, I think they laid an egg in season one. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So it's about this child. Do you remember anything else that happened to that child during that season? Did you watch all of season one or no? No, I didn't. Okay. So later on in season one, there's this issue with um, the, a, the, the baby, the child is born as a female, which in their society is not. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Not that good. A... Um, yeah. So they go to court and, it, it, you know, the union gets involved and all of this. And uh-huh. um, uh, eventually they. Or there are like no females born or something like that. Was that the thing? Is that not, you like- know, I, it's, it's sort of, I, I can't explain it well. And that's my bad. I, you know, I did not do my homework for this particular show, but I, um, so I can't really speak to all of it uh, really well, but it's worth going back and watching the first two seasons and then catching up to the third season because uh, the latest episode is about transgender uh, and um, transgender uh, issues. So I, yes, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, a lot around identity. And um, so it's really, uh, you know, at first I was a little skeptical as the story kind of unfolded. I was concerned because, you know, Seth MacFarlane wrote this and I was like, can you know, can he write this up? Ep- you know, can he write this sure. episode? I was kind of a little bit sure. and I don't remember who directed it. So I didn't, you know, again, I didn't do my research. So I apologize to our listeners, but it's worth watching for the simple reason that it is about transgender issues and identity. And uh, it's just a, it's really a fascinating and educational approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's political and, and, and union um, impact to all of this. There's a war going on. There's all kinds of things that are, are happening that are sort of affected around us mm-hmm. or affected that affect this and are affected by this. Uh-huh. So, but it's just, uh, it's a really um, interesting story around transgender issues. So mm-hmm. I, I was, I was blown away. I was actually a little bit emotional watching it. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a really a, an amazing educational episode. Hmm. Um, so I just, I was really, um, it was, it was on, on the level with the Serene Squall, really. I mean, hmm. okay. the, the conversation that, you know, between Angel and Spock and, you know, identity and things like that. And so uh, it's just it's just a great episode. Uh, I don't I I don't know that if you haven't watched it or haven't watched this season that you would get it completely. But uh-huh. I think I think you could just jump in and watch this episode and and, and approach it from that kind of perspective. So hmm. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's just a fun overall, the Orville is just a fun light up, you know, light show that, mm-hmm. um, but this week, this particular episode was 
on the heavier side, but in a, in a really good and educational way. So um, I was really impressed by it. And uh, I, you know, I would love to know from our transgender community out there who watched sci-fi and who may have seen the episode, I'd love to know what you all thought of it. Mm. Um, So it's just, um, I was, I was, you know, I was, I thought it was great, but, um, but yeah, so I, you know, I definitely recommend the Orville and certainly this new season is, um, is good, you know, go back and watch the first two seasons if you haven't, it's just an enjoyable light, not too heavy usually, but they do have these occasional like, Star Trek, the next generation, like moral lessons and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing that uh, Seth MacFarlane really liked about the next generation and had and works that in to the show. So um, definitely check that one out. Cool. Awesome. What's uh, next for you? So the next uh, next thing on my list, which I have been pestering you to watch is Severance. So <laughs> Severance season one ended a couple weeks ago at this point on Apple TV. I'm not going to really talk too much about it because it is, if I talk too much about it, it kind of immediately spoils it. But okay. I, I just think it's really, it's one of the most unique shows and premises I've come across recently. It is, there, there is a sci-fi bent to it that I can tell you. Um, and it just takes what we know about office culture to kind of this extreme. And it's just really, it's, it's very relatable and it is just very original. I'm trying to like think about what I can say about it. Um, but despite all that, I think at the end of the day, it's, it does, it's another one of those shows on Apple that just does a great job of bringing these characters to life despite the really extraordinary circumstances that we're talking about and the setting that we're in. Yep. And they're just filled with characters that are very real and they just have very human-like reactions and human-like desires. So I just, I just... um I just applaud the showrunners. I don't remember. I, I don't recall who the showrunners are for just creating something really different, original in this day and age, and coming up with something that is not too far out there, but it's still something that we can all just get. And it's the the finale is riveting. It's it's riveting. I I just I was enthralled. So. So yeah, uh, I, I did check out the Severance. description and I have an idea about why it is so interesting. And so I am intrigued and it's uh, highly likely that I will download it and take it with me on the 19 hour plane ride to Asia. Okay. You have to watch uh, it at some point. At least watch the first yeah. episode. The first episode basically lays it all out. Like, And the yeah. great thing I like about the show is that there are mysteries, but it's not like they tell you pretty early on like what's going on like you there are things that you're like oh what's this what's that but it's kind of like it's not like one of those lost kind of shows where they do not Mm -hmm. tell you what is going on until like the very end and still you have no idea like they actually reveal a lot of the answers as you go along so it's really it's really interesting okay great yeah i've i've definitely I, i was looking 
on Apple TV Plus. I saw it. I read a little bit about it, and I was like, okay, this is intriguing enough that um, yeah. I understand why Johnson is harping about it a little bit. But yeah, it's just um, yes, yeah, so I plan very on unique. It. Very unique. There's a lot of like Emmy talk. Like we'll, we'll you know, I don't know if we'll get any because sci-fi usually doesn't always get that kind of love. But we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right. What's next on your list, Mike? Uh, I think next I'm going to talk about, um, oh, there's one missing, uh, For All Mankind. What? Don't we talk about For All Mankind? I didn't talk much about it. No. Oh, no. Sorry. Not For All Mankind. Uh, the man. <laughs> sorry. The man. who. Oh, the man who fell to earth. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I was like, like, it's not on my list. Uh, oh, but, okay. You might have um, mentioned that. I just forgot to jot it down. But yes. Yeah. The, for, for, yeah. the man who fell to earth. Yes. Yeah. So this, uh, I'll tell you a little bit. You know, I, I, I was sick with COVID. And so Apple TV Plus had, you know, the first episode on, on it's a free, free watch. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then I was intrigued enough that, it actually let me play the next two episodes before I had to subscribe to Showtime. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fortunately, Showtime had a month uh, month free trial. So um, I ended up catching up uh, and towards the end of my COVID time. And um, it actually just wrapped up yesterday uh, with episode 10. So okay. um, you watched it. I watched it. Yes, uh, I've watched the finale and um, yeah, it's just so this this is also by and I've seen three episodes. That's it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is um, it's written. It's created by Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Lumet, who you might know as people who created uh, Mm -hmm. Strange New Worlds. Yeah. So also uh Olotande Osam Swami. I'm not saying his name right, Ooh. but Oof. okay. Uh, from Discovery, executive producer and director, um, and I think yeah, executive producer and director. He directed the last couple of episodes, so he mm-hmm. I think he directed nine and ten. So um, this is very much in the wheelhouse of um, it is a CBS production, but it's for Showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what I would call, um, it's based on a short story, but I would say this is, this is more like hard sci-fi. This is more like thinking, it's a little more complex. It's not quite as straightforward. There's some intrigue. There is some, um, the characters are interesting. Uh, another tie to Star Trek is um, uh, Kate Mulgrew, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes. So she doesn't have a huge role, but no, she doesn't. Yeah, she plays a pivotal it's... role, though. And in, in, yeah. Um, yeah. And as you you learn more, a little bit more about her throughout the show, um, but it is just very interesting, and uh, it's a different 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 show. Uh, it's sci-fi okay. for sure. It's it's yeah. just hard sci-fi. The mm-hmm. characters are interesting what happens is interesting you're like i mean it does you know you do have mysteries and they do get sort of solved and you Mm -hmm. you know it's just a lot i think um it's yeah it's it's definitely you gotta pay a little bit more attention you gotta like okay you know there are i would say some 
gaps and things that you you know you do need to kind of fill in for yourself a little bit but huh, okay um yeah some memorable characters uh so yeah i would definitely recommend it and you know you can watch the first three episodes on apple tv plus if you already have that yes and then showtime has a free month trial so you can watch the remaining seven episodes without any charge right. you know and right. what i do is i i signed up for the trial and then i go into my subscriptions and i immediately cancel it and it tells me you know you have until this date to use you know so you don't lose the trial when you cancel it so right, right. um and there isn't any other shows that i'm aware of on showtime i also do not need a 17th streaming app so. i know there's so many um, which is why I refuse to watch anything on Peacock because it's just, it's too much. I don't like, you. thanks NBC. Yeah. You came to the game too late. Um, I'm actually really surprised CBS beat you there, but you, they did. They did. Um, um, surprisingly, I don't know how they got their shit together for that, but, um, so that, yeah, I, I recommend it. It's definitely on the harder sci-fi piece it's a little yeah it's it's more of a sci-fi drama but um maybe even a little bit of x-files vibes in there as well okay Okay. yeah so if any of that interests you definitely check it out you watch the first three episodes like johnson did don't fall asleep like johnson did um (laughs) yeah i mean i don't i don't dislike it i i think it's okay yeah i mean i'm not sure if it's must watch tv for me obviously like i right yeah i it's it's not bad um i i you'll know after you know i knew after three episodes like there was no question when they said oh the next episode you have to sign up for showtime i was like done and done and i was pleasantly surprised that there was a month uh, a month free trial for showtime if there had been a week i would have been a little more annoyed yeah, um, but it was a free month. And also, I, I thought that all the episodes were out already. I didn't realize it was going out live mm-hmm. still. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of lucked out with all of that. But uh, yeah, if you if you're like it, if you're intrigued enough, like I was, you'll continue mm-hmm. to watch it and you'll want to do that. If not, then it's not for you. And, you know, move on. We've got 17 other shows. Already I know. Now, so no, there's a lot of content out there that's vying yeah. for my attention. As, as yeah. honestly vying for all our attention. So right. it's like, I watched, yeah, after watching the first three episodes, I was like, eh, it's, it's, it's not bad, but I don't know if I need to know what happens. So, you know, to each their own. Yeah. I think that, yep. uh, yeah. you know, yes, for those of you that are intrigued. Yeah. I mean, like Mike is saying, like Mike, you're saying, like, just sign up for a free month of showtime and just, yep. just go. Binging. All right. What's so. what's next for you, Johnson? Yeah. So next for me, um, you know, I'm going to talk about Stranger Things. And this is funny because we're starting to veer into shows that we each individually watch, though we yeah. haven't talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi yet. Um, right. But yes, yeah, Stranger Things. I'll talk about Stranger Things, which I know you have not watched since season one. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think I, I I did not follow up and watch season two, although I, I may have watched some of season two, maybe even all of season two. I'm not sure. OK, OK. I have no idea. I'd have to go back and like watch watch for me. You know what? What happens when I haven't watched a show for a long time? And this is true for almost every show. Uh, I mean, I watch you kind of just lose momentum, though. 
Just yeah, like, no, yeah. yeah. But also what I do is I go and watch the last episode of the last season I remember watching. So mm-hmm. for all mankind, I'm really glad I did. I watched uh, the season finale of season one and then jumped into season two mm-hmm. and then, you know, watched it all the way through. But so for a lot of shows, I do that. So for Stranger Things, I would probably go back to the end of season one, watch the finale, oh my God. watch watch the first season, first episode of season two and see if see if I remember anything and then sort of jump ahead if I do or, or just watch it through if I have time. But I, I don't think I don't foresee Stranger Things being on that list. But go ahead. Tell us more. About yeah, yeah. I, I think that if you haven't really watched it since season one, it's kind of hard because like we said, there's just so many other shows that are vying for our attention that unless you had some extraordinary reason to go back and watch it, it's doubtful. But you never know. You never know. Um, this is, So this is, we're talking about season four right now. And season four was very supersized. Each episode was over an hour, like probably an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, the wow. season finale was two hours and 20 minutes. It was oh my crazy. <laughs> it was like a full long movie. Like not just for like the, for, oh. for part one or for part two. What do you mean? So season four was broken up into part one and part two. Right. So it was like six episodes and then two episodes or seven episodes and two episodes. And part two, which was just the last two episodes. I mean, it was... I'm talking about the very last episode was two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Just one episode. No break. Is it a, is it a series finale or no, there's one more season. There's going to be one more season. Okay. All right. And stranger things is actually not one of my favorite shows. It's one of those shows that I have committed to watching and I like, I don't love it. Um, And a lot of people love Stranger Things. And I think between the characters, which, which are very, you know, the characters are very well um, developed and the 80s nostalgia and the whole upside down premise and things like that. Um, I think a lot of people just really, really love it. There's something that, you know, between all those different elements just clicks for them. I don't know if for me, I'm, I'm not a Stranger Things super fan. I, I think it's good. I think it's high quality shit. I, I enjoy it. But even when the season first premiered on Netflix, I didn't watch it straight away. There were other things I was watching that I didn't want to get, get out of the way first before watching Stranger Things. It just wasn't high priority. And then even during the season, I there were definitely moments when I, I thought the story dragged a little bit. And... I'm sure that most of our listeners who do care about Stranger Things have probably watched it already, but there was just like so many things going on. Like some of the characters in Russia, some of the characters were in like California, some of them um, were just in other places, in the secret polling facility. There's just like a lot of different places and jumping between a lot of different um, disparate elements. And sometimes they were just, there was just a lot of like slower, more conversational elements that I was like, oh my God, there's so much talking. And sometimes I'm fine with talking, but sometimes it's like, there's too much talking. And yeah, I mean, you know, but I think overall the season was really great. It really dived deeper into the mythology of, of the whole Upside Down. It kind of explains where the Upside Down, it doesn't explain where the Upside Down came from, but explains why 
this whole thing with the upside downs even happening in the first place, it kind of really opens up the story that way. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great things about the season that I did enjoy. And it leaves us on a pretty good cliffhanger for season five. So overall, um, I, I do like Stranger Things and it has also revitalized Kate Bush's career, apparently, because there was a song that was featured prominently this season that has really caught on fire. And people have also from there, I have never heard, I, I've never heard of Kate Bush, to be totally honest. And I was like, who's Kate Bush? And then I started to look into her, her like um, her song, her catalog, and I'm not the only one. So it has just from a, I think from a just sort of cultural currency standpoint, this is one of those shows from a pure cultural currency standpoint, it's good to watch because people are going to reference it. People are going to talk about it. And you know, you want to know what people are talking about. It's like one of those shows where if you don't watch it, you have FOMO. So, so yes, like everyone at work talking about Stranger Things, like all the memes that are out there about Stranger. It's just one of those shows like where for, from a culture currency aspect, it's important to, to watch. Um, so yes. So that's, that's yeah, I'm, I, I'm scrolling through this and I don't remember where I le- left off. I may have watched season two, uh, but um, yeah, the for season four, the mm-hmm. shortest episode is an hour and four minutes. Yeah, the shortest. Mm-hmm. They are on par with like an hour 15 most of the time. Mm-hmm. There's two the re- the last three episodes are like an hour forty an hour twenty seven yeah. two hours and twenty two yeah. minutes yeah I'm like <laughs> like that's a lifetime it's crazy it's a lot I mean it doesn't it, actually I was gonna say it doesn't feel that way it does feel very long it was like I I took like three breaks oh my during gosh. the last episode that is crazy so yeah, it's a yeah. lot it's a lot well so, so yeah that's Stranger Things. Okay, that's Stranger Things. Well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna keep us with our sci-fi thing, and then I'm gonna, I'll go in a different direction. But um, let's talk a little bit about Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, uh, which we both so, did watch. We both. That's great. Yes. yes, you finally caught up, which is good. Um, I really liked this a lot. I thought that this was the, this was the version of Picard that I really like. I wanted to see. Like this sort of redemption arc, mm-hmm. it's very similar to, to Picard, and, and I did love, I did like um, season two of Picard a lot, but I I feel like this this series on Obi Wan Kenobi really Picard season two in. should have been six episodes, not ten. <laughs> yeah, yes. Imagine it was like six episodes and they trimmed all the shit and all the fat. Yeah. Like it would have been much better. Yeah, it would have been much tighter. And and this is a good tight story that focuses on very specific things. And you know, it's it is all about the redemption of Obi Wan Kenobi. Essentially, it is my my take on it. Um, so you find him ten years after Revenge of the Sith, hiding out on Tatooine, and um, just living a very mundane existence. You know, working getting ripped off, uh, you know, staying mm-hmm. out of trouble, not using his powers at all, not helping anybody, just basically surviving and occasionally checking in uh, from a distance on Luke. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah the 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 way that this story unfolds is just really well written it was really well acted it was deborah chow did a phenomenal job directing this and for all intents and purposes i would say that this is a great show to binge watch because everyone i've talked to or listened to talk about this has said that if you just sit down and watch it it's like watching a movie like one long movie where the pacing so there there's some issues, you know there's some questions about pacing from episode to episode but overall if you sat down and watched this all it's like watching a movie like the pacing is exactly like a movie and it's just broken up over six episodes i think that the character the additional characters in this show outside of obi-wan kenobi and darth vader um was uh were excellent a lot of strong female characters yeah yeah um I, and i don't want to spoil this for anybody so i'm trying to like avoid some some details here and there uh but i just thought that this was the the fight scenes were really well done uh yeah uh, i mean the finale was awesome um and even the yeah even the fight scene in the middle of the season was still you know was good it was um so it's you know if you are a star wars fan if you you know of any kind i think mm-hmm. you can really jump into this and watch this um anything you want to say like that's not spoilery because this one you know this one's one where i, I mean most people have watched it but i i think it is worth watching as cool it's worth as watching i mean it's only six episodes yeah. And if you don't like it, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's not like it took up 26 hours of your life. Um, right. You know what it's, I mean? It's, it's like a three and a half hour movie, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's um, it's worth watching. I, I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I, I did like it. I thought that at the end, by the end, I, I thought that the journey was worth it. I think if you think too hard about it, I feel there are things that would bother you. Like, for example, one of the things that bother that kind of bothered me is like, so he's just going back to Tatooine and he's just going to hide there again. I just feel like there's things where if Reva could kind of figure out, not, not to get too, too spoilery, but if Reva could kind of figure out all these details, could other people not? Like, is Tatooine like really where, I know Tatooine is Tatooine and we need to be there. It, this is sometimes where it's like when you're trying to fit things into mythology and you want to go back and like expand on it it's like yeah. you kind of need to take it with a little grain of salt you know like for yeah. example by the end it's like they kind of call off the search you know i'm not being too specific but it's like really you know like we're talking you know like is are they really just gonna call off the search for like obi-wan you know like yeah I mean, I, you know it's just like it's again these things where if you think too hard about it and you kind of apply too much logic to it this is always what's going to happen like we talk about this in change your world like if you go back and try to ret- not it's not retconning necessarily but you're trying to add more mythology to the universe you need to like for example okay this is a bit spoilery but when reva spoiler when reva goes to tatooine and goes yes. get luke right she yep. doesn't kill owen she does like very like very like um purposely does not harm owen and his wife i'm like come on like you know like really goes out of way to not use her lightsaber and hurt them 
Like, yeah. Like I was just like, okay, no, oh, we know one's not gonna die right now. You know, like, and yeah. she doesn't even meme them. Like, if if this was because Reva's been ruthless, right? And I know that at the yes. end she decides to not kill Luke, but literally, like, if she she can easily just flick her lightsaber and just cut off Owen's hand, like you know, and not if she didn't want to kill him, fine. But she has not had an issue literally killing women yeah. and children. So there's just things like that where I'm like they really need to go out of their way to not harm or kill certain characters. Certain then, characters, yeah. Because we know that they're alive by A New Hope. And then also they can't like, it, I don't know. There's just small things like that where if you think about it too much, it's going to start bothering you. So yep. for those of you that are going into this and you're like, I, I spoiled some of it, but like, you know, like just don't think about it too much. Don't think about it too much. You know, it's another yeah, layer yeah. to Obi-Wan. It's another layer to Darth Vader. Um, and it has more complexity to the relationship. I loved episode five where we get these like flashbacks to Coruscant and to, to we see like young, you know, young Obi-Wan, like young Anakin, and they de-aged them. That was great. That was fantastic. And that's that was, funny. Like, so I'm glad you brought this up. I I actually did not think they de-aged Anakin enough. Oh really? I thought they did an okay job. I mean actually uh, he, he is because at that point he's still like Padawan. So it should yeah. be even younger. Yeah. Um, so that was my only issue with it. But you know, um with that. Uh, the so I didn't even think they did any de aging to be honest. Oh, really? I think some. Um, I think they did some. They might have, but uh, not enough for me on Anakin. But I, you know, I was yeah, like, Anakin because Anakin was pretty young when he was a Padawan. Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. a little bit younger. Yeah, but so, um, but um, that the- but that scene was um, it was great because it it justified bring Hayden back, Hayden Christensen back because yeah. otherwise it's just in the like you know, and you don't really get to yep. see him. But right. uh, it, it just adds more complexity and layers to these characters that are appreciated. But just don't think about it too much in terms of like the timeline and the logic and like how everything fits together because it starts to get a little bit like you start to ask too many questions and then you get down this rabbit hole. So don't overthink it. Basically. Yeah, don't overthink it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But definitely, definitely uh, an enjoyable, enjoyable Star Wars series. So. All right, over to you. What's uh, next? And maybe we should just do one or two more and, and just list out some of the other things that we think people should check out. Okay, okay. Um, what is next for me? Okay, I'm going to pick Westworld. Okay. Um, which I know you... Did you watch the first season? I watched the first season and did not follow up after that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Westworld is a very interesting show. Um, I oh, and here's my take on West on on things like this. Like this also applies to Stranger Things and other things. Like uh, when when there's too much of a delay between seasons, sure. I lose interest. So Westworld is one where I think there were three it's like two years, years between... two years between each season. Yeah, because yeah, they put so lot. much work into it. The production yeah. value is amazing. It was like one and of I, and it took... the most amazingly produced shows out there right now. And I just I just think that that's that's, you know, that's great for the show if you're a diehard fan or you can go back and invest. But by the time you come around in two years, you have 10 other new shows that are competing for your time and attention. No, you're you're not alone because the ratings have precipitously dropped each season. It just takes too long for, you know, they spend way too much time like thinking about these very elaborate seasons and 
it's in again the production that goes into each season is absolutely amazing it just looks so good so well flushed out in terms of world building the future looks amazing it's a dark future but it looks amazing like things like that like it, it's just so well done so well done um and honestly i watched the show half i watched half watched the show for just the production design for the way that technology comes to life the way that we see these cities come to life uh last season was all about future la this season is about future new york um there's just a lot of shit there that is just nice to watch it's you can see the dollar signs like on the screen um Westworld is a complicated show to say the least. I, I have feelings about it. I, I think that it is one of the shows that is just too smart for its own good. I think it is overly complicated. I think that they've dumb, quote unquote, don't have dumb things down over the years. But it's sometimes it it's just it's too much. It's it's just too much. Season two was a mess because you had season two, you had like characters going like back in time, like cognitively speaking, they were like storytelling wise, they were going back, but other plot lines are going forward. Like you can, like, it was hard to kind of unravel what was happening. And then by the end, you kind of got it, but then it's like, oh my God, the journey that I took to get here. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's very interesting. It's heavily inspired by shows like Lost where there's like a ton of mystery boxes and I don't know. I mean, like in each season, it's, it's almost like they, they reboot. It's like the show get, gets rebooted. It's like almost like a new show. Uh, you have all the same characters, but it's like, you know, there's, there's a new setting, new something or other, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it is very, overall, I think it is one of the most ambitious sci-fi shows out there right now. That is not necessarily a good thing. I think it is trying just too hard to be, be you like out there and smart, um, where honestly to the point where I, I feel that it's been to the, uh, the detriment of the storytelling. So that being said, that being said, um, it is still a very good show. Like, it's still a good show. I'm, it's like, at this point, it's like eight years in the making. It's taken forever to get here. We're on season four. Like, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, oh my God, season one premiere, like so long ago. I was young back then. Um, <laughs> it's just like really funny. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting show. It's 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 worth watching. It's worth wa watching for just the production alone, I would say. Um, and you have very strong characters. You have Ed Harris. You have um, Danny Newton. You have um, what's 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 her face that plays Dolores? Evan Rachel Wood. Like you have like just really amazing like A list people on the show. Um, so it's between the excellent production work, the great acting. Um, it's really worth watching, but sometimes I feel it gets a little bit lost in the complexity. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, Westworld. Westworld. There we go. 
Uh, I'm going to take us in a different direction and talk very briefly about Heartstopper. Yes, so I, think I, this... I watched Heartstopper as well. And I liked it. Um, uh, yeah. People I were actually they... shocked that I liked it. They were like, what? You watch Heartstopper? Because it's not really, you know, it's not usually the kind of show I talk about. And uh, yeah, I, would I was not like, I liked Heartstopper. Expected... Yeah. It's um, it's a British. Ba- it's based on an anime um, comic book, and um, they did a wonderful job with it. It's a great story. Uh, it's you know, it's about two young guys who one who's out and gay, and one who's not out, mm-hmm. and how they kind of come together. And uh, it's just a. It's a feel good, you know, it's a feel good story overall, but there are ups and downs. There are, you know, there's a transgender in the in the mix of friends. There's there is, just, but they never um, make a big deal. They never make a huge they big never deal, make which a big, I really yeah, like. I do too. I really like that a lot. And uh, in fact, the actress, the actor who plays in it, she is going to be in Doctor Who. Oh, cool. Um, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. she got uh, she got cast in Doctor Who, so um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those stories. You know, the episodes are like twenty to thirty minutes long. Yeah, they're short. Okay. Uh, it's like eight episodes. It's just a really sweet story. Uh, I have some friends who are British who love this story because it's it's the culture that they grew up in Mm -hmm. like just the school culture and the you know the school you know the one thing about uk schools or you know britain schools are schools in britain are you know you wear uniforms and things like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um all of that to say that um yeah they loved it in fact it's sort of uh, for one of my friends aaron and gary they are it's they've watched it like four or five times like what repeated so yeah it's kind of like their, their comfort food that is their like comfort food it's like their Aww. background like yeah so i think that's really great and and i'm sure that it speaks to uh people who are much younger than us uh in fact i recommended it for um for one of my friends who has a transgender son oh. and um and he's on the younger side so um and he ended up really liking it so oh great um yeah uh the the whole family did so i thought that was really really nice so um yeah it's just a sweet story it'll you know you don't have to think very hard about it you no (laughs) no you get emotional there it's slightly emotional you you know you get your heartstrings pulled you you have flashbacks to high school and, you know, and just, you know, when younger, younger um, versions of yourself. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just a great show. So definitely check it, it out. It's show. just something, just something fun and um, heartwarming to uh, pass the time. I would say gave Olivia Coleman more to do, but I really like Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman yes. is just yep. she's a national treasure. She is a national treasure. <laughs> she's a national for, treasure. For and yes. the just the one scene where he comes out to her, it was very short, but it was very, very touching. And yes, she did amazing work with it. It was it was quick, yeah. but it was a very fast coming out scene. It was only like a few minutes, but yeah. it was so it was so touching. 
It yeah. Was so good. And it really does touch on the heart, the heartache and the hard, the difficulty in, in coming out, which I don't think a lot of people get, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand. So um, it's uh, it, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a great story. And uh, you know, the cast is, is the, the whole cast is very close. Even the, even the, even the quote unquote baddies are, you know, part of this, cast family and uh, so um and and they're they're they've gotten renewed for a second season so we'll see more yeah. of it, uh yeah. hopefully in early 2023 i think um but yeah definitely check it out uh just some something like yeah heartwarming and just not not hard to watch you know not, yeah. you don't have to you don't have to think a lot about so definitely go check it out did you watch um not because right after I finished Heartstopper, a friend recommended that I watch the Royals. Did you watch the Royals? Young Royals. Young um, Royals. Young Royals. Not the the Royals. I have show. not yet watched it. Um, I know it's. I know it's. Um, I think it's Norwegian based. It's yeah. It's not British, but it's like it, European. It's European. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I have not watched it yet. Um, but also another young adult gay drama. Uh, yeah, that, I did yeah. enjoy. I, I did like it. It's it's more of a drama okay. than Heartstopper. Heartstopper is the is their dramatic elements, but it's, it's a little more lighthearted. Yeah, um, Young Royals is uh, a little more serious, but it's still in that. Vein. I get the impression that it's more like a CW vibe to the show, and uh, you know, this is sort of more of like a uh, little bit, a little bit. Heartstopper is a little not quite as intense on the. It's not as intense, on the no. CW. Yes, it's yeah. not a CW type show. So, like, there are like hard drugs, like you know, on Young Royals. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. it says you don't you don't have that on that's CW. Yes. That's CW level stuff. So exactly. yeah, exactly. Cool. Um. What's one final pick that you have so we can wrap this up and we can yeah, list some so, other things? So my last check out. my last pick would be it's uh it's another Paramount Plus and Paramount Plus show uh called Evil. <laughs> um and oh, it's wow. it's, a, it's in third it's in its third season. It is a very, very good show. I, I think it's a super underrated show. It started on CBS broadcast for a season moved over to Paramount Plus second season, but it was still kind of like, it was still, it was originally, the second season was originally produced for CBS broadcast, but then they decided to just air it, quote unquote, air it on streaming and Paramount Plus. Um, but the third season produced for Paramount Plus. So the F-bombs have started dropping. <laughs> it's just really funny. Oh, here we go. Um, okay, yep. Yeah, it's like once you get into bro- once you get into streaming, it's like all the all bets are off. It's like you know, it just gets um, much more like like violent and the more cursing. It's a very interesting show because it really I don't know if you know the premise, but it examines the intersection between like faith and science. It's a little bit there's a little bit of an X Files um, edge okay. to it, but it's it. it it's them. It's like this team. They're investigating supernatural phenomena, but they are at the disposal of the Catholic Church. They're they basically are assessors uh, for the Catholic okay. Church, 
So they'll, for example, for example, they will um, go and examine a case to determine was this really a miracle, or is this person really a saint, or things like that. Okay. Um, but it really plays this interesting line between science and faith, um, particularly from a religious standpoint, and it, you know, it will openly ask questions, unanswerable questions like you know, are there demons? Are there angels? Like, are there like, you know, these things that we can't explain? And I just really enjoy it because sometimes it's just really funny. It's like this dark humor um, and they just do a really great job uh, just kind of bringing everything to life here. And um, it is the showrunners, it's, it's the kings. They did person of interest. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I know person of interest, so yes, I'm um, with- It is uh, Robert King and Michelle King. Um, okay. So they they did, yes, they did. Um, did they do person of interest? I might be lying. I might be lying. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm getting okay. things confused. Jonathan Nolan, who was a showrunner for Westworld, he did person of interest. Um, the Kings did the good wife. They did a good wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a really great show. Uh, a lot of interesting questions, especially if you are a person of faith, I think that it is definitely provocative and yeah, I, I recommend it. it is one of the shows I do recommend. So, so yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so my last choice is, um, is more of a movie, uh, well, it is a movie. So we're let's just talk about Fire Island because I think sure. I didn't watch it. Did you you watch it? Obviously. I watched it. Oh, you haven't watched it? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. Um, it's you know, it's an enjoyable film. It is um Well, you don't like is, Jane Austen. I don't so you know, I if barring the pride and prejudice kind of overtones or the copy of the story, however you want to look at it which is not something that I'm into. I'm not into Victorian novels. I'm not into like that whole Jane Austen and Emma Austen or whatever, you know. Emma Austen, uh, Emma? No, Emma Emma is the book <laughs> by Jane Austen. Anyway, this whole genre is not my forte. So, um, but the movie Fire Island as a like perspective on... Um, diversity and inclusion and um stereotypes uh is um it's prescient i would say first first and foremost uh it's um it's you know it's it's definitely reminiscent of new york gay culture i mean Mm -hmm. it just is and um You know, at, at the heart of this is a is a romance um, or a supposed romance or a hopeful romance. And, um, you know, and a, and a character who tries to, uh, you know, fix it all for everyone, you know, or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just it, it's fun. It's enjoyable if you don't give it too much thought. I mean, it's you know, there is, you know, some like not, you know, it, there are cases not cases but there are pieces of you know prejudice and and things like that you know some 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 somewhat 
based on, you know, how one acts when one's drinking and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, there is um, economic differences, you sure. know, which yeah, classism. is, you know, it's classism. Thank you. So it's all, all kind of in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a fun overall it's a fun romp uh it's you know it's not very long yeah. i think it's like 90 minutes it's you know it's worth uh it got good know. reviews yeah yeah i mean um the writer joel kim booster mm-hmm. um he's funny i mean he's he's i've seen him in other things i've seen him in other comedy clips I, he has a he was on was he on snl I want to say he was, and uh, Bowen Yang is on um, the Daily Show, I think. Okay. okay. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm not super into either of those shows, um, right? So I'm, I, you know, I could be wrong on that. Yeah, but yeah. it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie uh, to watch, and you know, if you're part of our community of LGBTQIA+, mm-hmm. uh, I think you'll find something in there to enjoy. And yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not perfect, but it is, you know, it's written by an Asian American Mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, I think it's important to support and and see these type of show movies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Um, Any other, let's just name off a few other things that you you might want people to check out. I mean, I don't, I think I pretty much talked about everything. Do you have any other recommendations? Uh, I mean, you didn't talk about Umbrella Academy. Oh shit, that's right. I forgot. About you Umbrella didn't talk Academy. about Bridgerton. Um, Bridgerton at this point, know... I put it on the list, but honestly, it's so long in the past. It's so far in the past that, like, I think that it's not culturally relevant anymore at this moment. Um, at the moment, but if you know, if people, you know, haven't seen it yet, it's it's definitely it's Bridgerton's worth watching. Oh my god, and yeah. Jonathan Bailey. Jonathan Bailey is just hot and he makes a convincing yeah. man. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that's a long and short of yeah. it. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. That's super fresh. So you have that's to kind of like, that's super fresh. I think yeah. the one of the biggest things that come that, you know, I won't really touch on Academy too much, but the, the biggest uh, elephant in the room for Umbrella Academy this year was Ellen Page's transition to Elliot Page and yeah uh, for him just now that he is he's male and he goes yeah. by he Elliot no he oh and pronouns he them pronouns or is it he pronouns I'm not sure uh, I apologize to Elliot Page if he is listening to this podcast but that was done as well as they could have. I think that they did a decent job with because the character transitions in the story and they did a decent job of it. There, at, there was like an arc for his character in season two that they use as, spring, as a springboard for him deciding to transition as well. Mm-hmm. And they, they did a good job with it. There were I, I wonder if like this was a situation where I, I feel that they could have done more with it and actually talked a little bit more about it. Whereas some of his siblings, once he was like, oh, my name is the character's name is now Victor. And the siblings were like, some of them were like, okay, <laughs> like you're really not a big deal. But I feel it's like almost 
too not a big deal. I, you know, I think there are times when, yes, you don't make a big deal of it. But if there's someone that you've known for your like whole life that decides to transition, there's, there's more, there's going to be more conversation about it. It's not just like, oh, okay, sure. You know, I think from a cultural context, sometimes, it's like, oh, okay, sure. But if it's someone that you've known your whole life, there, it's, it's more than like a two minute conversation. You know what I mean? Like it, it definitely is. So I feel that there could have been a little bit more in that respect, but um, I think that overall they did a great job um, portraying Elliot's transformation to his character on screen as well. So uh, I'll just get that out of the way. Umbrella Academy overall, it's definitely worth it. It's one of those very quirky sci-fi shows, sci-fi fantasy shows where if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Like it just has a very specific sense of humor, a very specific kind of storytelling, and uh, it's not for everyone. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I felt the season dragged a little bit, but overall, I would still recommend it. So that's it. Cool. Are you uh, are you on mute? I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Mike. Thank you. Can you make a note of that time? Okay. I, I was at, I'm going to give you time. Oh, good. Oh, great. Great. So towards the end anyway. Um, yeah. So, all right. So uh, two other things I would say this, this movie came out a few months ago. The Adam project uh, oh, was an enjoyable um, movie. Uh, Zoe Saldana is in it. Um, I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. Um Ryan Reynolds, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, so I, it's a it's a fun movie. It's an interesting movie. It's it does have time travel and sci-fi aspects to it, so it's mm -hmm. very interesting mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, something a little more terrestrial and definitely not sci-fi. The Lincoln Lawyer was an interesting show that Dennis <laughs> more terrestrial. And I kind of caught. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I ended up watching most of it with Dennis, uh, and uh, you know, it's it kept my attention. It's an interesting uh, um, drama, I would say, and um, yeah, it's a, you know, it does uh, it does kind of all come together the the mysteries throughout the season and how things are all tied together. You don't really know how all these things are tied together until the end of the season. But again, a good show if you're looking for something like. In the LA law, like the you know law and order type genre, oh, um, okay, you know this is uh, it was it was enjoyable. And I think that's cool. it. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's just take a quick minute here to talk about Fansets, the premier and presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. Fansets is the purveyor and creator of amazing pin collectibles for. Star Trek and a bunch of other properties, including Scooby-Doo, Batman, DC Comics, um, Rick and Morty, and many others. So head on over to fansets.com, check it, check them out. The most late the latest releases. So there are new July 15th releases as it as this comes out that you'll want to check out. I have no idea what those will be, but uh, go and check them out. The July 1st ones are um, Rock Talk, which is sold out, and oh, right. Jankum Pog. Um, so the micro poop pins from Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, you can still get them all as part of a set for a, a, a discount, which is uh, you know the way to go if you, if you do love Prodigy. Um, and also Emperor George O from the Women of Trek. 
uh, collection. So head on over to Francis. Let's put a bunch of pins into your cart and check out if you put Trek Geeks, all one word, all caps, in the coupon code, you will get 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. Well, if you liked this episode or other episodes that we've released, please leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. We'd love to hear from you. You can also reach us on email or on social media. You can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com. And you can DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Deep Space Pride. Cool. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Mike, is there anything else that you want to share with our fans and our listeners? No. Um, thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, yeah, send us a note. Let us know what you're watching this summer as we have this hiatus from new Star Trek. And also let us know what you think uh, is going to be up next. Although, Probably by the time you hear this, there will be some sort of announcement. I would, have, about it. I would imagine that there's been some sort of announcement at this point. But so there may even be, this is July, Monday, July 4th. So there may be even an announcement tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> on Tuesday, July 5th. So, Who knows? Um, you know, or, or later this week. And we're recording everything for this month uh, now. So uh, we won't. We'll have to play catch up when we get back together live and on time in August. But uh, we thank everybody for listening. Hope you have a great summer and uh, we'll see you here next week. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you.